Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 32 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. A lot to get to this week. We've had a busy sports week in Atlanta, and uh, Jeremy was in Atlanta here recently. Jeremy, your trip to Atlanta, I heard it was uh, painful. Woo-hoo. Yeah. But on a brighter note, we were mo- we released Jermon Brown, or Jermon Brown, I don't care how you pronounce the name, he's no longer here. But I'm watching a video of him right now, and he looks like Medea from... Uh, some of the movies. <laughs> I can post that to our Twitter just so you understand what I'm talking about later. <laughs> oh, me. Well, our Twitter page was uh, was busy this morning. Uh, Steak Shapiro on 680 for the past couple of days has been on this. The, the Hawks were wrong. We should have taken Luca. He's the greatest player ever. And... Uh, the Twitter world didn't quite agree with them. They uh, they're they're standing by standing by Trey Young. I know there's a uh, a Twitter. I think she goes by at uh, female ATL Hawk, who uh, who is a big defender of all things Trey Young and all things the Hawks. And she sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> she uh, she definitely is. She she put it to Stake Shapiro. Put it to uh, the people who are doubting Trey Young. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on the Trey Young Luca thing now that we're seeing Tra- uh, Luca sort of dominate in the playoffs? I mean, I think they're both great players. I mean, you know, I think Trey Young will just continue to get better. I mean, Luca's kind of already there, but I think people just forget about how good Trey Young was this year when he was actually getting to play. And now that he wasn't allowed to play in the playoffs, you know, he everybody sees how great Luca is and it's highlighted, but. You know, Trey Young's not there to be to receive that same kind of praise. Yeah, it feels like Trey Young hasn't played in about two years. Yeah. So I've kind of forgot what he looks like. But I'd say three years from now, me, Trey, and now what's her name? Hawks Girl ATL or something? Yeah, female ATL Hawk. Yeah, sure. The three of us are going to sit back and laugh and say, I told you so when Luca fizzles out after two years. And and Trey Young is lighting up the. That's a hot. That's a hot take. <laughs> put it. Put it on paper. Oh, I wrote it down. It's, it's gonna be on our Twitter tagline. Yeah, Garrett calls uh, hey, uh, Luca Doncic's draft that, that, bus. That tweet. That tweet's gonna age well. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I I'm with you though, Jeremy. I they both are great players. They're both good players. But I think you sort of hit the nail on the head. Luca currently is playing in the biggest spotlight that the NBA has in the playoffs, and he's excelling at it. Right, so he's getting team. some high praise on a mm-hmm. yeah on a pretty good team and a good uh, coach, the, and a good coach. And Trey doesn't have either of those two things. He doesn't have a good team around him yet. I think those players that are around him will continue to develop, and he he doesn't have a coach. And that to me is the biggest thing that's that's missed in this discussion. Uh, and Garrett and I sort of talked about it a couple of weeks ago is the lack of a head coach. Uh, I honestly think that that Lloyd Pierce is here because he is willing to tank. Uh, coach Bud was not willing to tank. Matter of fact, like the last couple games of Coach Bud's uh, career in Atlanta, 
he should have lost the games, right? They they wanted him to lose the games, and he won, I want to say, maybe the last four or five games of the season. Um, Lloyd Pierce will tank, and we, we've seen that he'll tank. Unfortunately, we haven't seen that he can win, and I think that's, that's a, well, a that's, major issue for the Hawks. That's a little bit harsh, though, Daniel. I don't think he's trying to lose. That's what I was going to say. I think he's just a bad coach. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a terrible coach. What I'm getting, getting at is he was it's willing to It's not he wants to beginning. tank. It's like it's the Hawks say, hey, we found the right guy who's not going to win for us. <laughs> yeah, when is that going to end? We, we knew, or Coach Bud knew he'd go find, he'd go get another job. But Lloyd Pierce, it's not like he can walk away from the Hawks and walk into another head coaching position, I don't think. So no. what's he going to do? He's going to franchise it's the it's Wendy's. A, it's a perfect marriage. Yeah. Terrible coach who can't win. Franchise who doesn't want to win. Superstar who's going to go leave and play somewhere else. To me, that's the kicker, right? This this tr- this trade for Luca and Trey, the switch. If we lose Trey Young after this rookie contract and he goes somewhere else, I mean that there's nothing more Atlanta than if that were to happen, than if he were to leave because we still have Wood Pierce. Wait, Lord Pearson. I mean, he got saved by COVID. I mean, that's honestly. He's one of the few people that's happy about COVID. Well, no, he he just he didn't have a full season to to show how bad a coach he is, basically. So I think the shortened season helped him, unfortunately. I mean We we kill him on the offensive end, right, for not doing a good job, but he is a defensive coach, right, Garrett? He at least holds it down on the defensive end. No, I kill him on the defensive end. I mean, he's. I don't, think, I don't think that's true at all. He's obviously clueless on offense. I mean, I don't know what he's running half the time. I mean, it's like a circus out there. It is bad. It is bad for sure. To me, like I said, the two the two match up basically the same throughout the season. They both put up similar numbers. Trey had a better shooting percentage uh, than Luca did, uh, but Luca currently has the spotlight, and uh, you know he deserves the praise he's getting. But I think that Trey, once he's in that spotlight, is going to you know, produce similar effects. Yeah. I don't think we, any of us have any concerns about Trey Young at this point. I mean, we have concerns about the team around him and everything else Hawks related, but hope for the best. <laughs> All right, Garrett, I know you were excited about tonight and then the rain happened. Ian Anderson making his debut, debut, debut. There we go. One of those two, no T on the end. Is it, is it silent? Yikes. A, a silent T. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Anderson making a start tonight, Garrett. Any uh, any bits of information on Ian Anderson and what we can expect when he finally gets to uh, to play tomorrow in the doubleheader? Uh, his name's not Fulty, so we have a chance to win. Strikeouts. Uh, wow, we are strikeouts. <laughs> you wanted facts. I'm saying facts. I don't know. What's the scouting report? You really put me on the spot here. Well, while you're looking at the scouting I, report, I told just, you I was prepared for a lot of Ender and Ciarte hot takes. <laughs> throw Ian Anderson at me. So, how about Ian Anderson? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an article. What to expect from Ian Anderson in the bigs? You coming read in that, hot Garrett. off the presses? Oh, fastball. Uh, consistently gets his fastball up to 96 miles an hour. He uses his six foot three frame well to create good angle and downhill movement. Uh, Curveballs in the strike zone, power breaking pitch. Let's see. 
Just working this on a changeup. <laughs> this is what happens when you put me on the spot. I don't know. I'm I, excited. I was trying to cover you because the guy in his four seasons in the minors has 169 walks and 451 strikeouts. Yes, please. Sorry, I don't pay attention to minor league stats. So well, that's all we got. What do you want from me? I don't know. Better topic. Yeah, from 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 minor league stats, I'd I'd expect a lot more from a lot of the other younger pitchers we've had come up this year. So I think we're all excited. I think we all have high hopes for Anderson. I mean, if if it doesn't work out, I mean, good grief. I mean, what? I'm just let, I'm just glad they're actually letting him start a game. Yeah, maybe multiple games, unlike uh, Pache, who for some reason was only here for his late game defense. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was rough. That was brutal. That was, oh my yes, God. we've had to watch yeah. the but the butcher in right field a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm all I for Ian Anderson being here. I'm excited to see what he does. Azuno, Azuno, Garrett's mispronunciations. But to be honest, I was just as excited when Sean Newcomb came up. Do you remember, Garrett? I remember calling you when Sean Newcomb came up, and I was excited just that his name was Newcomb. I thought, what a great name for a pitcher. Like, dude's going to be great. I had this high hopes in Sean Newcomb. Obviously didn't turn out to be a good pitcher. Hopefully we get a different result from Mr. Anderson. Yeah. You, you call me a lot on non-newsworthy stuff, so I don't remember that exact phone call. Uh, I mean, similar to your Jamon Brown getting cut text, yeah. like it matters. Yeah, to um, be fair, Newcomb gives up bombs, so I mean, he's explosive. Yeah. <laughs> A-plus effort there, Jeremy. Jeremy with the hot takes tonight, A-plus. So, All right, Garrett, you wanted to talk some lineup for the Braves. You're not happy about... <laughs> about it game ender or inning ender being out there in the field mission missing rally pop- ender rally ender yeah so Hit. what's going on with with ender uh absolutely nothing on offense oh wait uh, breaking news i just have an update from i know they're not playing but ender wanted to get some hitting in he's grounded out to the pitcher <laughs> <laughs> a soft roller to second the, yeah, the only hitter that only needs one ball for batting practice. He's just gonna <laughs> tap it back to the pitcher every time. But he can't get a bunt unless, down unless unless he's working on bunts. That's what I was about to say. Unless he's working on bunts, then we'll go right past him. Have, Although have, him, I, I did see on Twitter that night when he struck out uh, and couldn't get the sack bunt down was well. The other option was grounding into a double play. So we really got the we really got the better of the two. Which I'm with him on that. I mean, have, have y'all seen a worse at bat than that at bat where he was trying to bunt? I mean, that was just brutal. Like, I've never – I mean, pitchers put down better efforts than he did. I mean, he – Well, they used to. He's got no well. business – yeah, well, thank goodness we don't have to watch that anymore. But I have to watch Ender hit. I mean, I'd rather have the pitcher come up and hit. Yeah. Well, that's what killed me on uh, – I guess it was Pache's second game up here when he wasn't in the lineup and Snickers response why he's questioning of why Pache isn't starting. Did you say Snickers? It, <laughs> is that what you just well, said? I'm going to call you out on your pronunciation. You give Snickers. me a hard time about everything. I think you said Snickers. Maybe. I don't know. Garrett's hungry. Gary, Probably. you're not yourself when you're hungry. You're not yourself when you're hungry. 
I'm getting really angry. I'm about to walk away. I told you I, I'm really here under protest tonight. Uh, this wasn't even part of my plans for the evening. So. We said this. We said we're recording Tuesday, like three days ago. It's just news to me. I, that's all I'm saying. This popped up at the last minute on my calendar. So that's all I'm saying. Anyways, his reason for Pache not being in the lineup was he was going for offense, <laughs> which included Ender, Camargo, Matt Adams. <laughs> like, if you don't want to play him, at least have a better excuse or reasoning. Not, well, we're really looking for offense, so we're not putting Pache in there. Because I'm not a I'm not a big advanced statistics guy, but this, uh, you know, exit velocity and average velocity and swings over hard hit considered hard hit swings. Ender is dead last by a mile in the entire major leagues. Wow, I mean, it's his average exit velocity is seven seventy seven miles an hour, which is almost. 10 miles per hour, slower than the next guy. He's, I think, the only... Yeah, that's a faulty fastball. Yeah, he's one of two (laughs) players to not have a hit over 100 miles per hour this season. And I think it's like percent of his swings that are considered hard hit. It's like 2%. I mean, it's just awful. You know what's going to happen every time. I wasn't watching the game the other day, and I hear... Soft ground out to first base. Boom. Ender. It's Ender, right? <laughs> My wife confirmed, yes, it was Ender. We need, I mean, we need to be a little bit fair to Stinker. I mean, he couldn't claim it was a defensive lineup because he had the butcher in right field. So, I mean, that was really his only kind of option there. But can, can we can we have an end to that, having him play right field? I mean, there's no need. We have DH. I mean, I, I love the job. Marcel's doing. I mean, you know, he's been great for the team. But yeah, I, I love him on offense. I love him running the base pass. Playing DH, he's a, nin- he's a ninja when he's yeah. when he's coming to home. The dude can score from anywhere somehow. He's a. I mean, he's a fun to have around. He's been you know good in the clubhouse. I think. I mean, and it it helps us out if he's well. I don't know. Maybe they want him in the outfield because we can get a better deal if we want to resign him. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't understand. This Ender situation has got to end. I think there's two. I think you have Ender and you have Camargo. I think it's a combination of the two because they both have been awful. Riley's showing some life, right? I mean, yeah, he's got his average over two hundred. Let's not. I know that's not something to celebrate, but when he was batting like one forty something earlier in the year, I'll take batting two hundred. I sent a Wikipedia. Picture of somebody that I would like to play third base for us. He currently does it for the Rockies. We talk. We might trade for him in the off season. Yeah, I don't think Arnado's still pushing for here. that. Well, uh, that was last year. We hoped for that. Well, I'm still hoping because we've got a. But it, I mean, second you, base, we don't really have any options right now. I mean, Camargo's got to be out there. Unfortunately, why isn't Camargo I mean, playing second? Uh, not Camargo, sorry. Why isn't Culberson playing second? Oh, I think he sacrificed too much defensively. Yeah. And I mean, probably, Camargo's good on second, at second at least. Yeah. He's better He's better than Hechevarria. I like that. I mean, that, that was bad. He made too many defensive errors and can't hit. 
I agree. I'm with I you on to... Riley. Is he's just got that power potential? I mean, he's just gonna he's gonna run into a ball eventually and just crush a home run. Yeah. You know, so he's got that going for him. And I get he's he's had some good games here. I don't know. I was thinking about it this afternoon. Going into spring training, it was a Camargo Riley. It's going to be a battle. We think one of them will win that third base job, and you know, happy with whoever wins it. And then COVID happened, and the DH happened, and it's like, all right, well, now we can get Camargo and Riley in the lineup. That could be really good. Now we got them both in the lineup, and I, I wish I could have neither. Well, they're both trying to lose. It looks like they're both trying to lose the position. And they're they're head to I mean they're head and head. I mean, I don't know who's gonna lose the position, but it's, it's gonna go down the wire. Uh, the positive is Josh Donaldson is having a terrible season, so I think we like all are missing it. It's not like we're missing anything with him. I mean, I don't think any of us were that like, upset about him leaving. I mean he had one really good year to where, you know, he wasn't hurt and you can't pay him big money after that. I mean, yeah, the money he wanted didn't make sense. But back back to Camargo. I, again, I'm I'm unlike both y'all. I think Riley's on the ups going on the upswing. I think that he uh, he's going to be a bright spot for us moving forward. Camargo, though, I can't wait till till Ozzy gets back because I can't take seeing him up there at the plate. It's him and Ender are just brutal to watch. I mean, it's brutal. I could go up there and make a better effort. And I remember I couldn't hit a sixty mile an hour pitch in the batting cages in middle school. So. It's 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 tough to watch. Yeah, he, he just looks confused every time he strikes out to Camargo. Yeah, like hang on, that was three. So I, th- I thought I got four strikes. Three? What? But I think eventually we have to be kind of excited about where we are offensively because when we get uh, Acuna and Albies back, I mean, our offense should be you know formidable. Yeah, I'm with you. The offensive side of the is not our concern. I think once, like I said, once those other guys get back off the off the IL, that uh, that we'll be in good shape offensively. We need to we need to find something pitching wise. And, and Mark Bowman the other day, actually it might have been today, shared uh, a post that he contributed to on MLB.com about pitching prospects the Braves might be after, and he's predicting the return of the gas man. Gosman coming back to the Braves. No, there's no, no, not interested. <laughs> not interested. So yeah, that I was that off to my Mike Miner hopes. You don't want Mike Miner or the gas? No, nah, no, don't know. Nope, nope. Who's that pitcher who's hurt that you wanted, Daniel? Maybe we'll get him <laughs> instead. Oh gosh. When you said Mark remember. Bowman, I thought it was going to be a sandwich article. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I don't care who we bring in. I just want some quality starting pitching that throws strikes. Uh, because Tukey's gone. He's back down to Gwinnett. We've lost Fulty. We've lost Newcomb. We've lost Kyle Wright. Soroka's blue as Achilles. Like, we just need some guys that will throw strikes. So I don't care if it's Gossman or who, or Miner or Trevor Bauer. I'll take Bauer power. Just give me some starting pitching so we got a chance in these some of these games. Yeah, but Cosman is not it. I mean, we saw that. I mean, he pitched well 
where he came from, and then he he had a couple of good games to it with us. But I mean, when it was pressure situations like faulty, he just didn't have it, and have yeah. to pay him bit have to pay him money big money again. I mean, that'd be like bringing back you know Mike Hampton <laughs> twenty years later. Going way back, Mike Hampton. Are we still paying him? Uh, we probably it's like probably the Bobby Bonilla plan a million dollars <laughs> for like thirty years. We've got yeah, we got another five five ten years to go, Mike Hampton. So I'm when, excited for. Go ahead. When Ozzy gets back, Acuna was supposed to be back tonight. What do y'all want the lineup to look like now that you've got Swanson who's hitting well? The lineup tonight came out with with Acuna at the top, but if you're putting the lineup together, if you were Brian Snicker, what do you? What are you doing? How are you how are you constructing the lineup of what we have? I mean, I like I mean if Dansby continues to hit well at one, I'd like him, Albies, Acuna, Freeman, Azuna. Ooh, hang on here. Did you just, you put Acuna at the three hole? Yeah. And Freeman at the four? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna strongly disagree with that idea, but keep going. Well, who who do you like? Unless you're putting Albies down at like six. That's what I'd do. Okay. I'd put him or Swanson down there just depending on who's. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate that. It's, you know, but, but think about how much stronger that lineup is. I mean, you're, you're we're going to have some good hitters down at, you know, seven, eight, nine, unlike what it is now, which is just a dumpster fire. Yeah. I'd like to see. If, See uh, Freeman penciled in at the three. Like I think you leave Freeman there. The the two spot. I to me it's I, I'm fine putting Acuna at the two or leaving him at the one and putting right. Swanson at the two. Um, I actually I like want- Ozzy batting a little farther down, like Garrett was saying, like in the six hole because it gives you some extra pop down there and some speed on the base pads. So I like the idea of Ozzy being down there, but. He, what do you he's think? Had of, he's had a lot of success down there. I mean, the same thing with with Dansby. That six to seven role seemed to fit him last year, and he, I mean, even this year before we had to move him up just because of injuries, and then he he struggled a little bit in the two hole and in the leadoff hole, and he's kind of turned it back around. But yeah, I like Acuna, Dansby, Freddie, Azuno. I'm going to call him that for the whole season. Uh, so, so that's your four. Darno. Yeah. And He's been fantastic. Honestly, we bash Flowers. Flowers has been good. Yeah, it's it's. I hate that Flowers has the best average on the team. It doesn't make it as much fun to bash him. Hey, uh, if, we had, yeah. if we had Trevor Bauer, we could have we could have Bauer power flowing. You don't throwing to you don't Flower want, power. You need to give up on that. You don't want Trevor Bauer on this team. All right, continue. He is but, psycho. But, but, if, but if, if Flowers had to play know. more, you'd, you'd see the difference for him and Darno, though. Be, yeah, it's going to be dipping. So you got, yeah, Zuno for Darno, put uh, Ozzy. I don't know. It's a toss up. I wish, I mean, it's not going to happen. I wish if we could cut Ender and you put Pache in that nine hole. And if he gets on, you got speed with him. Speed as you flip on around back to Acuna, then Dansby to just get on the base pass for Freddie and Azuna. I, I mean, I th- 
And you've got Riley care. down there in that bunch too. So I mean that to yeah. me that's a World Series lineup. To me, the only thing we're missing is that starting pitching side of it. I, I think our lineup is tremendous. Yeah. It's better than uh let me let me find one of these lineups we've had here. Oh gosh. But but don't you have to drop I me mean, at some point you have to drop Acuna down down a little bit don't you so you can get people in base for him i don't know, I, don't know. I mean I, I think I, I think that's why the past like last year our lineup was so good because you had dansby and a couple of those guys at the bottom of the lineup that were that would get on every time as it flipped around to acuna you don't know that you don't have the pitcher spot that should happen even more I'm just hey, really the only time the he didn't really have guys on base was when when he's starting off the game. But you know, other bats, it seems like he's always got guys in front of him that are giving him opportunities. It rolls around, and normally then he just hit a home run and get it over with. Make it easy on everybody. It'll just be nice not to see Matt I, Matt Adams in fifth anymore. Jesus. I mean that that was well, that was embarrassing. Oof. And then I love on Twitter he had one good at bat out of like six games. Like, oh, where's the Twitter messages now? And I'm like, check our timeline. He's terrible. Like, you can check my timeline all day. Yeah. Like, yeah. The game we lost to the Phillies Saturday night. Yeah. Dansby, Freddie, Azuna, Duvall. And then it went Matt Adams, Riley, Camargo, throwing flowers, and then Ender. So it's like, you just get through four hitters and then uh, you can kind of coast for an inning and a half. And like, that's just so bad. You got three guys hitting sub two hundred. Just that's awful. I don't know. I don't know how you can call that your offensive lineup. It was a. It was maybe said offensive. That could have been it. It's just the way you enunciate things, right? Like, pam, 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 pam. Yeah, I didn't see that, but surely that's what he meant. That, that had to be it. Snicker wasn't happy either the other night as the Phillies game ended that that uh, that third game in the series with Swanson getting thrown out of the plate. Snicker's advocating for blowing up catchers again. I loved it. A little fire. I'm not advocating for not getting their runner thrown out to end the game. Can we just uh, nah. not do that? <laughs> Ron Washington's pushing it this year. I got no problem yeah, with it. <laughs> he the, the, throw, the throw is not going to be that perfect. No, no, that ten was, times. Yeah, that was ridiculous. How about other people are giving Dansby a hard time that he didn't have a big enough lead at first base? Well, like, that was come on, idiot. That was idiot A Rod calling him lazy on the base pass, That's saying he should have scored easy, standing up easy. That's but was it was it Azuna that should have been thrown out the game? I mean, we've had there were like two games in a row to where there was a questionable oh. go for it. Ozuna, that's what I'm saying. He's like a ninja out there. He should have been thrown out three or four times I've seen at the plate, and he scores yeah. every time. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he just pops up with that little smirk on his face like when he looks at the umpire for calling a bad strike. It's the neon sleeve. It's blinding, right? Yeah. It distracts the catcher. Gives I, I, I don't an opportunity. know. He, he's like, he's sneaky quick, man. It's crazy. I, I think we're yeah, all happy I don't with mind him, it. as long as he's done the outfield. Yeah, he has been fun to have on the team. I'm, I agree with you. He's, he seems like a good good locker or, or clubhouse guy. Seems to blend in well with the, with the other group, and that's honestly that's a big part of baseball is liking the guys you're playing with every day. Mm-hmm. Unlike this uh, podcast, they all seem to like each other. Garrett? Yeah. 
I'm not a fan of two thirds of this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited about. So the the first uh, game of the Yankee series uh, was postponed for seems like some sprinkles. Uh, they went ahead and postponed the game after two minutes of a delay. Uh, so we got a double header: Ian Anderson game one, Max Freed game two. That is awesome, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the future. It would be awesome. It's obviously we're going against Garrett Cole, and I don't know who Yankees are throwing in game two, but uh, Tanaka. So it'll be exciting to the two young guys. Yeah, definitely the future. You must have been reading our Twitter timeline, Garrett, because I reposted that with the hashtag, hashtag the future. So good job, Garrett, paying yeah, attention I missed to the that social one. media world. Uh, nope. So St. <laughs> so I've got a quick question that nobody probably knows the answer to. Is St. Louis, the, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. Is St. Louis the only a stadium that they're allowing fans in? Because when I'm pulling up like the schedule for tomorrow, like, you can buy tickets as low as one thirty for the Kansas City St. Louis game. Yikes! Who's paying one thirty to go to that game? Is it some sort of like rooftop? Roof- I don't know, but if you're paying one thirty to go to Kansas City St. Louis game, uh, I'm intrigued by this. I'd like to, some tickets. to watch from the Omni at the Battery. I wonder if it's something like that. The Cleveland St. Louis game tickets as low as two ninety nine. And Chicago is apparently selling tickets for $412. So we're apparently in the wrong business because if we could get some Chicago, sort of though, it's definitely or, it's definitely rooftop seating in Chicago. I did hear about that. S- St. Louis seems a little sketchy though. I probably would not pay $130 to watch wherever that game is. To watch, to play to watch the, from. the Royals, yeah. I'm skipping that one. All right, guys, the Falcons. Let's wrap up with the Falcons. We're like 20, maybe 19 days, 20 days away from from the start of the NFL season for the Falcons, which doesn't seem real because in the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way they're going to play a season in the NFL. right? Like, hey, Garrett with some sound effects again. Nice works. In the back of my head, I'm like, they're not going to play, right? But is this season happening? And if it's happening, guys, we're getting NFL – in less than 20 days. Oh, it's happening. 100%. Even, this is the power of the NFL. Even what was this game? About 70 positive tests that they basically paid off the testing facility to say they were false positives. <laughs> those weren't positive. You read those wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, they're playing. 100%. We can't go without NFL football in this country. College football too, it's happening. We'll have to college football. Did anybody else see Bauer do a Stone Cold Steve Austin and chug a beer after the his record strikeout? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> also, going to post this to Twitter. <laughs> Bauer pretends to chug a beer after record strikeout. He did like a little on dance. the mound. Yeah. I'll be posted on Twitter after this, by the way. But as far as the Falcons, I mean, yeah, I think we're all excited. Hopefully we – although they said we, we think we're going to give Gurley 15 to 20 carries a game. Do they realize who our offensive coordinator is? 
they're expecting big leads and they're just going to hand it to him to ice the game away. Yeah, it's like uh, he wouldn't give 15 carries to Adrian Peterson in his prime. Like, <laughs> Jeremy? <laughs> I thought you had more to add to that. You just stopped. And that was it. You wouldn't give Adrian Peterson 15 carries in his prime. That's it. That's it. That's my comment. What? <laughs> <laughs> Point made. That's the Agreed. end of it. There so we go. I, I'm trying to find this Trevor Bauer video, so I've I've tuned out for the rest of the podcast. Well, Jeremy yeah. stole part of my Falcons content with Jamon Brown being cut by the Falcons, no longer on the offensive line. Word on the, the street is is that uh, that shouldn't have made draft- headlines. So it was headlines. Instead, Matt Hennessy, our our pick from this past draft, is uh, is who they're penciling in apparently at that uh, that guard position. Uh, probably the future to take over for. <laughs> the future to take take over for Alex Mack there at center. So interesting to see what Matt, Matt Hennessy does. Your girly comments, so Jeremy, you know, people have, as he came here were talking about his knee and his arthritic knee, and he's got problems with his knee and can't run anymore. When you watch him in some of these videos they're releasing, and I know he's not always in pads and he's running at practice, but I mean, he doesn't look like he's got any issues with the knee. Like he's making cuts, he's planting, he's hold up, he's got some burst. Up. Hold up. I, I'm Being interested to see what Todd Gurley does. Are, are you saying for some videos that the Falcons put out, is it, are they even in pads? One of are them, one of them he is. One of them they're in pads. Full pads or just some helmets and shoulder pads? Yeah, I think, I think just helmets, shoulder pads, shorts, just the shell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They got any sort of Photoshop or graphics part of these videos? Yeah, that flames coming behind Todd Gurley. Yeah, <laughs> that makes him look real fast, huh? Okay. Don't tell me you see some clips from practice and you think that knee looks a hundred percent ready to go. I'm not going to say a hundred percent, but people are acting like the guy couldn't walk, and the stuff he's doing to be able to plant and change directions and have that burst that doesn't happen with somebody with a, a bad knee. Trust me, I have I have a bad knee. I can't do any of the things I saw Todd Gurley do. None of them. Even in slow motion, I couldn't do any of them. Before you had bad knees either. But <laughs> when he takes a couple of pops, we'll see what happens. And I, I, I mean, I, I'm excited about, I'm, I'm diff, me and Garrett agree on most things, but I'm actually excited about Todd Gurley. I mean, I hope he's. We well, are wrong. So, well, wow. it's only wow. for, end of that conversation. <laughs> wow. It's only for one year, so just if I'm right I or mean, wrong. Obviously, I hope he's good. I just I just don't have a whole lot of confidence. Like you said, when you got the offensive coordinator doing interviews in the offseason saying, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll just see how healthy he is. We just don't really know. You know, I don't I guess we'll just see when we get out there. That's a lot of questions on his health. So yeah, <laughs> just doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that he even wants him on the team. Yeah, the only thing I'm unsure of is the screen game, and I think we all know how big that is with Dirk Cutter because that's what he considers a running game. So, I mean, if he can kind of step that up, you know, play my screen game like 10 years ago Madden, we should be good on that. <laughs> His screen game was legit, too. I, I can I can vouch for that. He had a great screen game. 
<laughs> screen game code for something. This is weird. No, throwing RB screens. No, he would. Come on. <laughs> you run out the other side, he throw it to the running back. Just to wait. So this this is a good time to bring up this topic. The uh, new Madden game is coming out the 28th of August, I believe. Is it time for you to have y'all's Madden matchup? kick off yeah. the NFL season. Yeah, we can, we can do that, but Daniel doesn't have a running quarterback. Well, he can't play with Mahomes and he can't play with Lamar Jackson because all he does... <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Why are we putting stipulations on who I can pick? Because I remember what you used to do with Michael Vick. It's all right, Daniel. You can get Kyler Murray. I was about to say, I'll yeah. play with the Saints and that... Who's he, the... Taysom Hill? White okay, boy yeah. Taysom Hill? Yeah, be there with, we go. play with Taysom Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I can't play with the Saints. I don't know what I'm talking about. That, that would maybe, I'd have to I'd have to to break my controller if I played with the Saints. Maybe you could pick up Tim Tebow from the yes, undrafted free, free agent, agent list. <laughs> I'm sure he's still on there somewhere. I'll find some backup quarterback in the NFL that's got some speed. I'll, I'll pick up Cap. I'll pick up Kaepernick before the season starts. So we got to organize that. Yeah, I'm I'm good whenever. Seems scary. Like you're just gonna have to organize this because Jeremy and I have not been able to organize it. Seeing that Jeremy and I both have multiple children, you only have one. It's now in your hands. Well, one and a half. <laughs> I gotta do all the work around here. Are right, y'all got up. anything to add on the Falcons before we wrap up for the uh, for this week? We we missed all of last week, which I'd like to point out why that occurred. Uh, I do recall, was it Jeremy, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday last week, we said, hey, Garrett, let's record. Do you, do you remember what Garrett responded with, like why he couldn't record? Uh, he had COVID-19. <laughs> Quote, I have, I have COVID-19. And then didn't respond to so, anything else. That's not something to joke about these days. I was, I was serious. Yet the next I, day, Garrett, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at the golf course. Well, I was better at that point. You have just a good immune system. Yeah, I mean, it's more of just your like vitamins. It's more of a twelve-hour COVID bug I had. So, if you're wondering, man, you know, I was driving to work, really wanted to listen to the Atlanta sports podcast. You know, these guys are awesome. You know, Jeremy and Daniel, at least. Why didn't we? Where's their episode? You can blame that on Garrett Mitchell. You're always free to record without me. So I'll just throw that out there. Oh man! We, All right. Anything we else? We're gonna. Re- no, just finish it. I'm fine. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point going down this road. No, we're going. It's too late now. I'm we're going done. down this road. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. News report: Garrett is a lady. That is it for episode 32 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and have a great week, Atlanta.